This is the Mental Grit Podcast Experience. Amanda, thank you very much for joining me today. Um, as sports psychology consultants, as you know, we have this, we have this little conglomerate or this little world of, of consultants that we sit and we talk um, about our, our athletes. And we talk about, you know, all the things that we, we do with the athletes. And I, I think it's kind of the secret world, right? The secret world of all this great information, which is yeah. something that I want to bring, uh, you know, to light for the athletes and, and allow mm-hmm. them to kind of hear a little bit more about kind of our backgrounds uh, in, in sports psychology as consultants, our work with consultants or uh, with, with athletes and the different, you know, really the different experiences that we have and hopefully bring a little bit of light to parents, athletes, and coaches uh, to what they can do really to, to be as effective as possible. And everybody has their favorites. And I'm going to actually start out with you um, regarding, you know, number one, your bio, kind of give us a little bit of your background as a consultant, how many years you've been working with, who you're working with right now, um, you know, kind of the, the general audience there. And then we'll get into possibly your favorite uh, kind of tool, your favorite go-to, you know, this is, this is what I really like to use with a lot of the athletes that I'm working with in order to help them perform better. I'm going to go ahead and kind of pass it right on over to you. Yeah. Thanks, Nate, for having me. Super excited. Um, so like you said, my name is Amanda Meyerberg. I am the owner and head consultant, well, only consultant of A-Game Sports Psychology Consulting. Um, I get to call myself head consultant because I'm the only one. Of course, of course. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> But I live here in Sarasota, Florida, amazing place. Uh, My background from an educational standpoint, I got my bachelor's in psychology, minor in art history from Texas A&M International University in my hometown of Laredo, Texas. I played volleyball there, loved it. Um, Got to play volleyball for as long as possible, which was great. Um, Went over to Florida. For grad school at Florida State University, love them, got my master's there. Um, one of my favorite people there is Dr. Bob Eklund. He was my major advisor. And How many books have we read on Eklund, right? Or um, <laughs> I try not to because I hear his voice in the back of my head. <laughs> so, yeah, but he's amazing. I love Bob. He's, you know, if you anyone ever gets a chance to talk to him he's just like a plethora of knowledge and he knows literally everyone what was what was his his main study i I forget i I remember reading a ton of of articles on him he does a lot of social social psych stuff a lot of um the self he taught a class that was probably my favorite class in grad school was the self in sports psychology. Okay. And so it was a lot of self-presentation, um, how people develop the self-identity with athletes, um, what happens when you're injured. Okay. Okay. Lots of, lots of info. Oh man. I can, I can't only imagine kind of the influence that it had on you. He's amazing. Um, he left to Scotland for a while, but now I hear he's back at Florida state as a Dean. So he's a, bigger wig than he was before <laughs> so so cool so i mean it sounds like just just your your background is in sport from volleyball yeah um and and now i mean i know you're a runner seeing your your instagram yeah. posts all the time so um you know go go follow amanda's account as always just because it's so fun to watch her adventures um and it's at a game is that correct at a game sports psych nice i, I that's it's just it's just the whole idea of a game I, I love can you explain your your three i think it's three a's or five a's or 
the, the A game? Did you have something like yeah, that? Yeah, so um, the idea behind it is A game, and um, it's just something every athlete has always said or coach is like, bring your A game. And I was yeah, like, yeah. yeah, like I will. <laughs> and so one of the, the ideas I center around my consulting philosophy is assist, adapt, achieve. Okay, okay. So my job as a consultant is to help assist you as okay. an athlete, coach, parent, uh, whoever it is, get, um, get to wherever you want to go, adapt, because a lot of times with mental training, it's about adapting um, what we already do. Yes. I'm not here to change you completely. Like, <laughs> that's not my job. Like, you're to be successful, a lot of, like, athletes I'm seeing are already successful. Yeah. But it's adapting what they're already doing to maybe get something a little bit more out of it. Oh, I love that. I love that. And and here and the last part is achieve. Yeah. Like and achieve. Sorry, sorry Nate. No, you're good. You're good. And achieve. What's achieve all about? It's just you know helping them achieve their goals because everyone has them whether they state it or not. Yeah. It's more about okay, well, where do you want to go with this? What does this look like? And 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 kind of moving off of their their aims, their accomplishments, what they want to accomplish. I, yeah. I, I love the three A's and, um, you know, a game as a whole, you're so right. I mean, I remember hearing my, my coach in, in lacrosse always said, bring your end game, bring your a game. It's like, okay, what does that mean? Coach? It's like yeah. coach saying, Hey, breathe or focus or relax. And it's like, yes. hey, coach, I'm breathing. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Um, but yeah, here, here at mental grit, we're, we're always talking about optimizing performance potential, uh, optimizing their, their, you know, the athlete's whole potential. And I think that speaks really well to the idea of adapting because in order to bring that full potential, you have to be adaptable. Um, because I mean, heck that's, that's what sports is as a, as a whole. So, yeah. um, okay. Well, well, thank you so much for your background and, and kind of giving us an idea of who you are, kind of where you're coming from. I, I'd really like to get into I guess, I mean, as a consultant, we're working so much with the different, different types of athletes uh, in, a, in a range of, of, you know, from intermediate to, to even beginners to even like professionals, Olympians, mm -hmm. you know, elite, elite level athletes. Do you, do you find that there's kind of a, a really, what's, your, what's your, favorite, your favorite little tool that you like to utilize with athletes that you like to teach um, or have athletes kind of go through? Is there an activity or a tool that, that, you, uh, that you work with them on? Uh, yeah, in order to help of, impact that that performance? Yeah, one of the first questions I always ask athletes is what they're doing already. Okay. Just to try to figure out, okay, where can I see some things that I can help, again, help them adapt? Yeah. And one of the biggest things I find is pre-performance routines are huge. And everyone is on board with the idea of pre-performance routine, but they don't really have an idea of how to go about it and really make it their own. Will, will, you, will you quickly explain that whole piece? Like, wh what is it for, first of all? That whole idea of a pre-performance routine and how you utilize it, and then, and then how do you go about developing it or creating it, or what do you do to- Yeah, definitely. Um, so one of, one of my buy-ins for pre-performance routine is I always ask my, because most of my clientele is high school, athletes yeah, yeah. Um, I, I do work with um professionals as well but the like the bulk of my right. clientele is high school which i love them and um so i always go like hey before you go into school what are you doing like you wake up in the morning what's the routine and they're like well i wake up i eat breakfast i brush my teeth i get dressed i grab what i need to grab and then go to school and i was like okay cool so what if you forgot one of those steps. Like say you forgot to brush your teeth. 
Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh man, that would be horrible. Like I'd be looking all over for a breath mint. I'd be super self-conscious, <laughs> right? stuff like that. And, and I'm like, that's the same idea of a pre-performance routine for your sport, whatever it may be. So if it's a tennis player, before you step out on that court, having a pre-performance routine to make you feel comfortable and confident. Mm -hmm. That's really what a pre-performance routine is, is to get your mind right beforehand. So you're not self-conscious about your breath. Like Mm -hmm. if you did a brush your teeth the morning of, it's just, it's more to get you going and okay, I've done everything I need to do. Now it's, my time to execute and perform. Okay. And, and I mean, and, and you've spoken to this a couple of times through our conversations that we've had. It's like, we're, we're all just trying to get into the state to where we can just go out and, and do rather than like be in our own head, I guess you could say, or just like get stuck in our heads. Um, have you, have you had any, any u- unique pre, I mean, you look at LeBron James, right? I mean, he had, he had his old, right? And you look at baseball players and they sit there and they wrench on their gloves and they mm-hmm. have the, the base three times and they have all these weird things that they do. Um, when I was a lacrosse player, I used to do the stupidest things before, you know, I, I, uh, I, I got on that field, but those mm-hmm. things helped me. Um, yeah. I'm wondering if you've ever like seen or, or have observed or have ha- even helped athletes develop strange you know, things to do pre-performance in order to help them get into that state, that ready state. Is there any been any? Yeah, so I wouldn't call anything strange as if it's working for you. Oh, I agree on that one. Good good point, good point. There's there's some that are like, so I'll speak to like, there's a, I'll speak to my own athletic career first and then one athlete that sticks out of my mind. So like my thing is, um, it had to change from high school to college, but my high school volleyball playing days, I had to have a pack of, trolley sour gummy worms before every single game and i had my well this is back in the day when cd no one had an ipod like yet cd player so true my friend burnt me (laughs) cd and it was like this dark metal like pump up mix (laughs) yeah it was dark like i to be honest i don't even know what was on it but like it just got me into that state of mind like because for volleyball i needed to be have that for me, at least, I need to have that little edge. I got you. I know what you're and talking about. And it got me to that place, which is really funny because, again, I have no idea what was on this. But it, this but it helped. Scene. It got you there, right? Yeah. yeah, definitely. So it was something I had to do um, a little bit before we started our team warm-up just to get myself going. And then I had convinced myself I needed the sugar <laughs> from the sour gummy worms of course. to really compete. But when I got to college, my, my coach had a rule where you couldn't have any junk food, you couldn't have any sodas, caffeine. And I was like, well, coach, you just screwed me here. But okay. <laughs> it, it, it transferred over to like eating. Like I had just found something to eat. My whole like athletic career has always been revolved around what can I eat. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, heck food, food is the center of everything. If you ask me, yes. I totally. but it sounds like, I mean, even with your situation and even when I'm talking with the athletes I'm working with, it's like the pre-performance routine is there to help you get to where you need to be. Yeah. But it's also dynamic. It also changes over time. It sounds like, and for you, the, the gummy bears or the, or the gummy worms, right. They, they, they were great in high school, but then you kind of had to change that from an outside source, um, yeah. but it still needed to change. And it sounds like you were still even able to adapt that to fit your needs and to even possibly help you even more mm-hmm. as, as you learned a little bit more about nutrition and kind yeah. of. Yeah, well, 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 it's debatable if I've learned anything about <laughs> nutrition. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, like one of the ones I was thinking about my own athletes that I'm working with now, um, I work with a sailor who I love to work with her for about two and a half years now. And we, we've been developing and it's like kind of grown and morphed into different things. Um, but when we first started her pre-performance routine, um, she got this coloring book, adult coloring book that adult coloring book (laughs) that's what says adult coloring book it's not for children and she's in high school and she's not a child makes sure to tell me but um she cusses like a sailor because she is a sailor and her mom bought her her mom bought her uh adult coloring book that had cuss words all over it and it just kind of it was a nice activity for sailing because you could either go out on the water right away or it might take hours before you go out so it's a good thing that she could do um short term and long term if she had to keep her mind occupied based on i was gonna say what 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 was the purpose i mean we we talk about a lot in pre-performance routines how you know we need to have a reason we need to have a purpose we need to have a why behind what we're doing before our, our performances um what was the purpose for her or, or this athlete specifically? Was, was there a reason that she was doing this? What, what did it help her do? Yeah, part of it was just to clear her mind and get her ready to perform because a lot of times she was bringing in outside noise. And so it was just more of... What would be examples of that noise that you're talking about? Oh, um, <laughs> uh, one of the things was social media. She would always be checking her phone. So and, the, the, the and so she'd be comparing herself okay. to someone else. And so it was a way to get her away from the phone. Okay. Um, the other thing, you know, sometimes she'd be thinking about like, oh, this one regatta that I had at this, this site, like didn't go that well. And so she was bringing past performances in. Yeah. That were great. Well, in, in, ineffective or just bad past performances, right? Yeah. And so it was just more um, of a way to like clear her mind and let her focus on the present moment when she's ready to go out in the water that she's like had a clear head. And, and it sounds like, I mean, and, and that's what I've always really believed in. It's like, we just need to get to a place where we feel like we're ready that ready state. Right. And that, and that peak performance routine should really help us be ready. And, you know, I, I personally, when I'm working with the athletes, I'm always checking to see if they have anything, even, I mean, even if they're just brand new, um, you know, coming into the competitive scene and swimming at nine, 10 and 11 years old, I'm, I'm still asking them to do something, you know, start figuring something out. And, and that's what I would say to any, any athlete working, you know, out there today and, and coaches as well. I mean, coaches can help their athletes develop or at least at least start putting together some kind of routine in order to help them get ready. Well, I also believe coaches need their own per- performance routine. Oh, so true, so true. Because a lot of them, um, you know, they're like, okay, I know everything I need to go. I, I don't, I would argue even more coaches need to get their mind ready to coach. So true. Because a lot of times, I mean, I've been on the coaching side as well. I've coached volleyball and it is so freaking frustrating because you know exactly what the, they need to do, but they're not doing it and all you have are your words and your yeah. strategy and you've got to get your head in the right place in order to be as effective as you possibly can be yeah that's phenomenal that's i i i haven't seen that and i haven't looked at that but you're so right you're so right pre-performance routines really do need to be there um thank you thank you so much for sharing this kind of this idea here i i do want to kind of move into just just you and, and what your recommendations would be number one for a book for athletes, parents, or coaches that you would really recommend for them? Uh, what, I mean, is there anything that sticks out to you of like, hey, athletes, parents, coaches, this is the book that I, I you know, 
I would have you read and any athlete, parents or coach read, right? It's like, like what, what would be one that sticks out to you? Okay. So, um, again, depending on the athlete coach, um, asking me, mm-hmm. but the one, the two that are sticking out of my head, because I really like stories cause I can believe you can learn from so, like someone parables, else's right? experience. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry, not parables, but other people's experiences. Yeah, um, Open by Andre Agassi is probably my favorite sport bio, just because he's so raw and open, and kind of explains what it it basically takes to get to number one in the world, wow. and then the feeling he had when he got it, because he was in a bad place himself. Like it was kind of empty until he found meaning for himself again. <laughs> That's that's that impactful. I, I personally have not read that book yet, but I, I'd really love to, and I'm excited to. Um, and I and I challenge everybody out there, or at least you know, um, you know, make it available to everybody. Just say, hey, let's let's do this. Let's. Yeah, let's I, I love sport bios. The other one I really love. Um, it used to be a podcast through Sport Illustrated, but I think they got rid of it, which I'm really upset about. <laughs> is uh, this is your brain on sports? Okay. And they have a book. It's amazing. They go, each chapter is a little bit different. Um, one of my favorite chapters is on the idea of why the t-shirt cannon brings in people to games. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so looking at sport from a business side, from the mental side, because it's, it's all encompassing. It's not just the mental side. Like you and have to understand there's different. Yeah. And like you were saying, I mean, especially, you know, Eklund, he talks a lot about the social psychology, right? And that like that environment around the athlete and around the consultant, right? And, yeah. and around the parent and around the you know coach that mm-hmm. there's a lot that influences the performer, um, yeah. as well as a lot of, you know, things that the performer can do to mitigate that influence, right? Or, yeah. or help or, you know, bring it in or, or utilize it to say the least. So, so, you know, I think you're so right. I'm excited to, to kind of push those books out. Um, do you, do you, you know, have any kind of, um, idea around why athletes, parents, coaches come see you most? Like what, what, what we have the, I mean, we have this thing in sports psychology where, where athletes have like a lot of, a lot of kind of inhibition, I guess you could say, or like a block of saying, Hey, you know, I don't want to work with a sports psych or they don't even know about us or whatever it might be. Right. But I mean, I feel like personally that sports psychs are here to help you perform optimally. It's not about fixing problems. It's about, you know, really like optimizing your potential. Um, that's, yes. what we say, that's what we say in, in mental grit at least, right? But, but why, 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 what kind of, you know, opportunities do athletes have to, to work with a, a sports psych and, and what are they going to get out of that? Um, yeah. So the funny thing is when you're talking about that, the, the thing that popped in my head right away is I had a coach tell me, um, I work with a professional ultimate Frisbee team. Um, love them. And the coach was a little bit hesitant about me. Like the GM was all on board, like, Hey, get her in there. <laughs> the coach, uh, one of the practices, he's like, this was about like a month in. And he's like, okay, I can see the, the value in this. And I'm like, okay, thanks. Like I do too. And he was like, no, no, I really think this is awesome. Um, he's like, cause my concern was before that, you were just going to be there for an avenue for my guys to bitch. Good point. Yeah. And complain and, and have that person to talk to. Right. Yeah. And so that was his concern. He's like, I, I didn't want them to be do that. He's like, but now that I see what you do where it's more about getting them to perform at their best and you, he's like, you don't let them bitch that much. He's like, (laughs) 
you cut them off and kind of be like, okay, well, what are we going to do next? Like, how are we going to fix this? Oh, isn't that the truth? And that, that's, I, I would really hope all sports psychs out there. I mean, really, I think that's one of our main duties is just yeah. to help athletes see some perspective on them, themselves, right? On yeah. their own, their speech, their, their complaining. We know that complaining doesn't help anything. We, yeah. we know that, that, that comparisons don't help anything, right? And mm -hmm. it's, it's helping the athlete do something about it. Um, I, we always say here at, the, at Mental Grit, you know, it's okay to be, find yourself in the suck. It's not okay to stay. Yeah. It's okay to be in a bad place and a negative, so perspective, just pissy bad place. That's okay. Yeah. But it's not okay to stay there if you want to yeah. perform, right? So it's, you got to do something about it. Um, yeah, so that was kind of like, for me, it was like, okay, yeah, I got him. <laughs> but it was, I mean, it was a good um, kind of realization that, you know, not everyone understands what we do yet. Like they, and it's going to take more of us out here kind of like saying like, hey, yeah, we allow athletes to vent, but we, like you said, we don't let them stay there. Yeah, yeah that yeah. is so true. So, so what, do, what do athletes come to work with you most on? Or what are you seeing? Um, the athletes are working with you most on at this point. Well, the funny thing is I've seen it's, it's usually in transitional spots. Okay. That, you know, they're either really like all of a sudden they just got really competitive. They want to go compete in college. Okay. They, they don't know how that transition is going to go. Um, others, they were winning really hard. Like, you know, in the youth level, they got to high school and all of a sudden they're like, I'm not winning as much. Like what's going on? It can't like, like is it kind of like a motive, a motivation thing or like a confidence? Um, part of it, it's a, a little bit of a confidence, like, hey, I used to be winning, now I'm not. Like, they're like, it can't be physical, so it has to be mental. That makes sense. And that's like process of elimination. They're like, I've done everything I can physically, maybe it's the mental side. Gotcha. And that's why I love working with youth athletes as well, just because it's helping lay that foundation um, for their career going forward. Oh, totally. And, um, like I, I told one of my friends who works, um, with the, the MLB and I told him, I was like, my job working with these athletes hopefully puts you out of a job. <laughs> at some point. I mean, sports psych will always be needed at the professional level for different reasons, Absolutely. but I was like, hopefully those foundational things you won't have to talk about. You can talk about higher level stuff. You know it's such a big part of sports. And mm -hmm. I think people are starting to understand it. It's like, it's like, wow, it's like nutrition's important. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, the, the physical strength component is important to, to build mm -hmm. your body in the way is important. And then to build your mind to support all of that yeah. is even more important. You know, we're, if we, I talk about this all the time. It's just like, if you're going to have the mental skills, like that's not just because you have the mental skills does not mean you're going to be an elite athlete. Mm -hmm. But, you know, really every degree of, of mental mastery that you can obtain you're just optimizing your, your potential. You're just allowing yourself to go out and take all of that physical and nutritional and, 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 and just self capacity and just really allow it to come out on race day, on competition yeah. day, um, every time you do it, right? On like, yeah. like across time. And I think that's the funnest part about it is the mental game isn't, isn't the crux, it's just the edge, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's the little thing that, that people that, or athletes can do, parents can do, and even coaches can do. So you know, you know, I, I love your perspective and I thank you for, for sharing a little bit of your story, a little bit of no kind of effective, um, everybody go, go follow, uh, Amanda and everything that she's doing. 
um, on social media. What are your social media accounts and kind of shares with us kind of where you're, where you're conversing, yeah. interacting with athletes? Um, interacting online on social media, Facebook, A Game Sports Psych Consulting, um, Instagram at A Game Sports Psych, Twitter at A Game Sports Psych. I will be super honest. I just kind of neglect Twitter a little bit and maybe get back on it. <laughs> but I'm really, I love Instagram, just like putting a big old quote up there for you. And, and I'm assuming that if, if athletes, parents, or coaches have questions, if they're in, you know, Florida right over there, right, obviously, um, they can ask questions through social media. Do you just do Yeah, social media, like you can go to my website, www.agamesportspsych.com, um, has all my contact information up there, so it's really a lot of work into it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it and it really yeah. is and I love your website I love kind of the, what you've done with it and and really you know just from from the perspective of a sports psych myself in the business world it's it's so fun to see applied sports psychologies consultants just get out there and, and start doing the business thing um, but but more importantly like you said before just make this stuff available yeah athletes like just like you're saying and i think that's i mean that that really is the mission of mental grid at this point is making sports psychology available to to athletes across the nation you've done such an awesome job by the way <laughs> we're getting we're getting closer and 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 hopefully even just these conversations here help uh to uh, to drive that mission down the road so thank you amanda for your time we're gonna go ahead and wrap it at that uh everybody out there thank you for your 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 just your engagement. Please let us know if you have any questions, get in touch with Amanda, myself. If you have any questions specifically about your uh, sport performance, about your mind game, um, if you're a parent, if you're a coach, and, you know, and you want to understand a little bit more about a child athlete that you're working with, or just any athlete that you're working with, um, help us understand that situation. And then we can help you as well. And uh, we'll just be able to be here for you to support you as sports psychology consultants, bringing you high performance day after day. So thank you very much, everybody. Have a great day and uh, we'll, we'll catch you guys later.